Do you want to open your Bibles or um, your devices and we'll have a look at Psalm 67. That's the Psalm that we're going to look at this evening. I'll come up on the screen as well. But, um, so let's hear God's word. Psalm 67, beginning at verse 1. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for the joy that it is to sing your praise together. Thank you that we can sing truth about who you are and about who we are in you. Thank you for your word that reveals so much to us about ourselves, about you, about your glory and your majesty. And as we take some time to look at this psalm this evening, Lord, we pray that your words would speak to us. Lord, that our hearts and our minds would be open to what it is that you would have to say to us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So it is really lovely to be back with you all um, this evening. And Say we're going to look at Psalm 67. So there's lots of psalms that relate to very specific incidents in the life of David or the people of Israel. So you can look at a psalm and go to other parts of the Bible and understand what has prompted it to be there, what has prompted a psalm of praise or a psalm of confession or um, a psalm that the person is pleading with God. This isn't one of those psalms. Um, It's not kind of tied easily in with some other part of the Bible. But it comes in the middle of a group of psalms that focus on lament. So psalms that give words and expression to doubts, to pain or fear, and even psalms that question God and his goodness. So I'll just throw out some examples of what's kind of going on around this psalm. So Psalm 60 verse 1 says, You've rejected us, God, and burst upon us. You've been angry, now restore us. Or Psalm 64 at the start says, Hear me, God, as I voice my complaint. Protect my life from the voice of the enemy. Or Psalm 69, so just after this one, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I am worn out, calling for help. There really is a psalm for every emotion. But in the midst of all that, Psalm 65 to 68 are hymns of praise and Thanksgiving, including this one that we're going to look at this evening. And I don't know your particular circumstances or hardships that you or your family might be facing right now. Maybe maybe you find it hard to come here this evening. Maybe you find it hard just to kind of physically sing. And maybe those verses that I've just read resonate more with you than Psalm 67. Maybe that doesn't describe your situation, but the world just feels heavy. It feels like there's a lot to be anxious and fearful about. But I really pray that as we look through this psalm that whatever circumstances you find yourself in that together we'd remember to fix our eyes on God remember his blessings to us 
and have renewed confidence in him. And so as we start, I've got two questions for you. The first question is, have you ever been blessed? And the second question is, have you ever been a blessing? So have you ever been blessed? Have you ever been a blessing? Because if I was to give what I'm going to talk about a title or as such, blessed to be a blessing would be that title, blessed to be a blessing. And I wonder what you think of when you hear that word blessed. Maybe um, I'm going to age myself a little bit here, but maybe your mind wanders to that song, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done. Or maybe in a social media world, you think about the photograph, the family's all looking vaguely in the same direction, they're all smiling, they all look happy to be together, hashtag blessed. And the minute the photograph's taken, the dog runs away, the toddler's crying, and the whole thing descends into chaos. I'll leave you to make up a hashtag for that. And Psalm 67 reminds us that being blessed, it's not something superficial, it's not something like that. It's not something to make other people jealous or envious of us. It's not a photograph that hides the true state of affairs. It's not even a hashtag. But to be truly blessed is something much more significant than that. And more than that, it's not just for us. It's not for our benefit, but to bring glory to God and for the benefit of other people people, we are blessed to be a blessing. So as we go through this psalm, we're going to look back, we're going to look forward, we're going to look up, and we're going to look around. So first of all, um, let's look back to the blessing that was promised to the people of Israel. I wonder, do you ever experience um, sights or sounds or even smells that um, bring back a memory Pretty much any song that was around whenever I was at university, I can tell you when I hear it exactly who I was with, where I was whenever it came on the radio. Um, my brother's here this evening. Um, we didn't really know our Granny Jardine very well. She died when we were quite young, but her custard was legendary. And so if people would go out for dinner and um, somebody had trifle, she made trifle, but there was a custard and the trifle was a thing. Somebody have a little bit of the trifle and think, oh, that's like Granny Jardine's custard, a thing that sort of sparks a memory. Or maybe it's a worship song. Um, for me, one of the songs um, that's really special to me is What a Beautiful Name, and that reminds me of a time about five years ago when I was at a conference, and that song was um, one of the ones that was used during worship, and that was quite a significant time for me and um, my relationship with God. And if we look throughout Scripture, God puts things in place just to help his people remember. He knows that we're forgetful. I'm exceptionally forgetful. He knew that his people were forgetful. So some of those things, maybe it was a place name um, that recalled a particular meeting or a particular time with God. Maybe it was the pile of stones after crossing the River Jordan and God says, whenever you pass by, tell people what the story was. Or maybe it was an altar built following a significant moment. God knows his people. He knows they're going to forget. And so he gives them words, he gives them symbols, he gives them rhythms to help them remember so have a look again at verses one and two. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May he make his face to shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. I wonder, do those words remind you of anything? Well, the original singers of this psalm, the people who heard it, would have been brought back to the words that we know as the ironic blessing, recorded in Numbers chapter six. 22 to 24. We sing the words of baptisms, your recent ordination of elders. We sung other times of commissioning. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So those listening to those words as they were sung in the psalm, they would be thinking back. They would be looking back and knowing that the God that's being spoken of here is their God, the God of their fathers, the God of Israel, the same God who rescued them out of Egypt. Stories and truths that were handed down from generation to generation. The plagues, the parting of the Red Sea, the time in the wilderness, reaching the promised land they would be looking back and remembering what God had done for them, how he had fulfilled his promises to them, and how that would then help them to place their confidence in him. And just as a slight detour, that's why what you do here in your children's and youth work is so important. That's why jam's really important later on in the summer. That's why family discipleship, family worship is so important. Putting these things in place putting things in place to be remembered at a later stage. Remember back in Deuteronomy 6, God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. I'm sure many of you could say that off by heart. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And why do we do all that? Later on in verse 12 of chapter 6, says, so that you won't forget the Lord. So that first verse will have reminded the people of Israel about their God and about all that he had done for them. And as we look at that verse, what an amazing and bold prayer that is. Imagine asking God, the all-powerful and sovereign creator of the world, to be gracious to us. God, show us your mercy. Imagine asking that God to bless us. God, grant your goodness to us. Imagine asking that God to shine his face upon us. God, don't turn your face away. Don't be hidden from me. So we know whenever God's face is hidden, that that implies judgment and anger from him. In Isaiah 59, it says, your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. That's why we need God's mercy. That's why we need to ask God to be gracious to us. And this bold prayer is open to all of us. We can make it our own. God, be gracious to me and bless me. God, shine your face on me. We don't have to meet certain criteria to ask for his blessing. We don't have to be good enough to earn God's mercy. In fact, we never will be. But all that, required of, all that is required of us is an acknowledgement that we're in need of God's mercy. All that's required of us is that we ask for his face to shine upon us, meaning that we turn away from our own sins and misdeeds. We ask for his forgiveness and seek to live in the light of his goodness. So in verse one, the psalmist looking back to the time of Moses. But in verse two, he goes back further still to the covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 when he asks him to leave his country, his father's household, and go to the place where God is taking him. I wonder, do you remember what God said to Abraham then? He said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Have a look at verse two. So that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. This thread of God's blessing runs throughout the story of God's people. And the promise that he made to Abraham that the nations would be blessed through him and his descendants is one that he intends to keep. Not just so that the Israelites would be happy, that they can be hashtag blessed, or to ensure that they would never have anything to worry about or there would be no more pain or heartache. No, it's so that the name of the Lord would be made known for the salvation of the nations. They are blessed to be a blessing. So those first couple of verses prompt us to look back at the blessing that was promised by God. But much of the rest of the psalm looks forward to the blessing fulfilled. If you have a look at verses 3, 4, 5, and 7. And verses 3 and 5 repeat the same line. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Here we see that this blessing will be accessible and available to all the nations of the earth. Back to God's promise to Abraham. All peoples on earth will be blessed through him. And just as the first couple of verses would have prompted the people of Israel to look back, these verses prompt us, as people who have the benefit of the whole of Scripture before us, to look at how that blessing has been fulfilled through the life of Christ and also in the promise of a time yet to come. Think about the last words of Jesus recorded in, his gospel, in the Gospel of Matthew. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. What about the last words of Jesus recorded in Acts chapter 1? You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And shortly after that, Luke recounts the events on the day of Pentecost when thousands heard the good news of Jesus Christ in their own language and repented and were saved. What about the amazing picture in Revelation chapter 7? After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The story of God's blessing fulfilled is a story of people from every nation, every tribe, and every tongue singing praises to our Heavenly Father. Some of you will have had opportunity to be in places where there's a number of different people from different nationalities, all maybe singing the same song in their own language, or maybe a time of prayer where everyone is encouraged to speak out at the same time in their own tongue. It's an absolutely amazing experience, and yet that's not even close to what we'll see, hear, and know when we stand in front of the Lamb with every nation, tribe, and language singing praises to God. And I hope that's a real encouragement for you here in Orangefield. I know that you have a huge heart for mission, not only in words of support, but prayerfully, financially, and releasing people to serve and use their gifts here in Northern Ireland and further afield. All this work will help to ensure that the peoples praise God. And one other thing to kind of think about here, if we think about the people who were singing this originally or hearing it originally, it's helpful to remember that 
Although we don't know the specific time, a lot of the time when these Psalms were being written, the people of Israel were at war. The nations around them were their enemies. There were constant battles with kings and armies for people, possessions, and places. And yet here, they place their hope in the knowledge that all nations will eventually sing praises to the Lord, their God, even the ones that are against them. In fact, they pray that it will be so. I wonder if we think about our own prayer life, is that something that is reflected? Maybe a difficult situation or a difficult person at work or um, yeah, some other situation. Do we pray that those people might come to know the Lord, that they too would be people who would praise him for all eternity? And as we think about this um, promise fulfilled, I want to just say that maybe, um, maybe those other verses that the Psalms that I read do resonate with you more than, than this Psalm we're looking at this evening. Maybe you feel like you're in a difficult place. Maybe you're caught in the rocks. You feel like you're just about holding on rather than this season of sort of wide spaces where you can feel free. And this might all just feel a bit sort of detached from me. Can I just remind you of another promise in Revelation that's still to be fulfilled? And you'll know it well. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. There's some of these promises have still to be fulfilled, but as we look forward, we can look forward in hope. Psalm 67 reminds us to look back at the blessing promised in the times when God has shown us his faithfulness and prompts us to look forward to see the blessing fulfilled even in the face of adversity. But Psalm 67 also reminds us to look up to see the purpose of God's blessing. If you look back at verse 1, the prayer is for the advancement of God's kingdom and for the gospel to be proclaimed. Be gracious to us so that your ways may be known on earth and among the nations. Why do the nations sing for joy in verse 4? Because the Lord is ruling justly and guiding the nations of the earth. We know only too well what happens when political leaders do not follow this God's design for an ordered society when people are allowed to flourish and thrive. But where they do, the people will be glad and sing for joy. And verse six would have reminded the original singers, the people who were hearing this psalm, again of the promise of the covenant, that the land would yield its harvest and that God would bless them. Consequence of a life of obedience to the Lord Bringing forth the harvest from the land requires hard work, sweat, some tears, and sometimes even despite your best efforts, the land doesn't yield. So it's important that we don't slip into thinking that this blessing is all about material blessing or material, um, material things. But it's a useful reminder that all that we have, materially, physically, 
or spiritually actually belongs to God. It's ours, only unknown. And if we're to be blessed to be a blessing to others, then we must continue to offer those things up for God, for his use and his glory. If you think about another familiar Psalm, Psalm 23, one of the verses there, he guides my ways in righteousness for his name's sake, or a different version says, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. How often do we just focus on the first part? He guides my ways in righteousness. Great, I'm sorted. I don't have to worry. But we miss out on the purpose to bring honor to his name. Or what about Jeremiah 29? We love verse 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Why? Not just so that you can be hashtag blessed, but that might very well be a consequence. But it's so that you'll be prompted to turn back to him, to pray and to seek him with all your heart. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's all about him. So we can look back at the promises that he's made. We can look forward to see that some of those promises have been already been fulfilled. We can look with hope to the future and we keep looking up, remembering that it's all for his glory, that we're blessed to be a blessing. And so finally, we're going to look around. This is all about community. I wonder, do you notice a word that is repeated in this passage? It's a very small word that's found five times in verses one, six, and seven. If you have a quick look, see if you can spot what it is. It's the word us. So the blessing that we receive is communal and corporate. It's not bless me, it's bless we. I know that's not very grammatically correct, but it sounds better. So yeah, it's not about just blessing me, it's about blessing us together. It's for the glory of God so that his name will be honored and spread throughout the earth. But it's also for us together. It's not for individual gratification. It's not for individual accumulation. It's for us together collectively. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May he make his face shine upon us for you and for me together as God's holy people. So as we finish up, let's think just about some brief points of application. Let's go back to those couple of questions I asked at the start. Have you ever been blessed? And have you ever been a blessing? Can I encourage you to take time, maybe when you go home this evening or sometime during the week, just to think and to pray about that? Um, Gareth already mentioned prayer ministry and the prayer ministry team are here if you want someone to help you do that. If you have been blessed, what have you done with it? How have you blessed others? Can I encourage you to look back at times when God, through his word, through his spirit, through other people, has spoken to you? Maybe a promise or a significant word or a blessing? Can I encourage you to reflect on that? Think about God's goodness and faithfulness in your life. Can I encourage you to look forward? How's that being fulfilled? in your life, or if it's not being fulfilled yet, what do you need to pray about? What do you need somebody to come alongside you to pray with you for that? Can I encourage you to look up? 
So consider how you're using your blessings to honor God and bring glory to his name, not just thinking about what you get out of it, but actually remembering that it's for him and for his glory. Can I encourage you to look around to see how you're using your blessings to bless others? Going back to that song at the start, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings and see what God has done. I wonder, do you ever do that? Um, I wonder, do you take time intentionally to thank God, to express your gratitude to him at some stage um, throughout the day? During the early weeks of lockdown, um, I was messaging a friend and we were um, commiserating with each other about how awful everything was. Everything was very monotonous. Same thing happening every day. Um, She had her kids at home and those of you with children know all the complications that came with that. There was the fear, there was the unknown. And as we were messaging, I suggested that maybe she take some time at the end of each day to write down something that she was thankful for, however small. And a few days later, I got a message that something went something like this. Karen, the only thing that I can find to be thankful for today is that I found the tissue before it went into the washing machine. Might not seem like much, but actually looking back and being thankful, remembering God's promises to, his path, to us in the past and his goodness, they might not change our circumstances, but we can, they can change how we view them and remind us to keep looking up to him and to his glory. Again, during lockdown, one of my friends and her family, they actually took um, time together to write down blessings and put them in a, a big bowl or a jar. And that can be useful as well. If there's a day whenever you do need to be reminded of this, you can pick something out and be reminded of God's goodness and faithfulness to you. And finally, let's not keep this to ourselves with our own families or as a church family. The Lord has blessed us. The Lord has shown his face upon us. And so we reflect his glory. We're blessed materially, spiritually. We can give back of our time, our talents, our resources. Taking the message of salvation out into the world through mission trips like some of your young people are on already, engaging with um, people from other countries, who've made local community their home, or even simply with your neighbors. I know that's part of your DNA here in Orangefield, and as someone who's been immensely blessed by this church family, can I encourage you to keep going, to not grow weary in doing good? Can I encourage you to look back at the promises that God has made, to look forward, to see how they are being fulfilled, to look up and to remember that it's all for his glory and to look around to see who you can bless with the blessings that he has given you. Shall we take time to pray? Heavenly Father, we take time to pause. And we're just in the quietness of our own hearts. Um, We just take some time to say thank you for the blessings that you have given us. Heavenly Father, we look back and thank you for the times when you have spoken promises into our own lives through your word, through your spirit, through other people. Thank you that you are faithful, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you're a solid foundation on which we can place our feet.
And Father, if we've forgotten the promises that you've made or somehow we've moved away from a path that you would have had us be on, Lord, pray that in your graciousness and your mercy and your goodness that you will draw us back to you. Lord, as we look to the future, Lord, I pray that you would bestow on us again your hope, the hope that will never fail us. Father, in the different gifts and abilities that you've given us in the different spaces and places that you have put us, would you remind us always to be looking up, to be giving glory back to you. And as we look around, would you show us the people that you want us to bless, not because of who we are, because of what we've done, but because of who you are and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.